Welcome to our radical episode. Here we are to serve up heaping helpings of faith and to delve into mystical realms and self-discovery. Today's episode is all about shaking up belief systems and hearing from the big guy upstairs. If you want to hear a little proof, it comes in the form of 65,000 plus words. (laughs) As an ordained pastor and author of the unfinished book, now you and I are going to share some juicy secrets about the simplicity of tuning into divine guidance. It's all about using those senses. Plus, we'll be busting the myths you and I tell ourselves and getting in touch with truth. Throughout the show, we'll be circling back around to the basics, the starting point of it all, to keep our feet firmly planted in our experiential conversation with Him. I'm stoked to share this episode with you, so let's get in the groove, get in sync with the harmony of God's voice. Psalms 139.17 Every single moment God is thinking of you and me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you, Father God, cherish me constantly in your every thought. That's our prize today. Imagine hearing every thought. I'll see you on the inside. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Hello, dear friend, and welcome new listeners. Yay! Hello! You are officially invited to take a seat here in my office Kick off your shoes as we share some wonderful stories. Now, don't get that word story out of context here, okay? If you're like me, there is nothing fictional about the love of God and how he constantly is speaking to you and me. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for this treasured moment in time. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to inspire us. Jesus, we ask that you open the door of yourself today in an easy and unmistakable way. Father, 
I thank you that you have looked forward to spending time with each one of us today a bazillion times more than our understanding can grasp. Self and overthinking it, you are officially parked at the foot of the cross. Self and my spirit, I give you permission to walk Listen and experience my true personhood on the other side of my resurrection in him. Join me in saying his wonderful name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let heaven's agreement continue. Yay! I love it. I love it. Who? Wow. Oh, my goodness. How are you doing today? We've just opened the floodgates and all of heaven is listening. We are listening and we are going to learn some wonderful bits and pieces and gold nuggets today. I am so thrilled that you are here. Here are the bullet points we are going to unpack. Are you ready? (laughs) Simplicity of hearing. Activating your senses. Debunking lies. Four points you and I need to have pondered. What God has said. I have a treasure trove of scriptures and they're found in the show notes. Starting point or our original reference. Developing your inner ear. Dream language 101. And I have a listener request that you send me your stories. Oh, how my spirit is lifted by the tales of divine intervention and the miraculous ways of the Lord. It is humbling to witness how God has touched the lives of multitudes, speaking to each heart in a unique and powerful way, leading each one of us to places that we never thought possible. These stories remind us of the boundless love of God and the powerful and unwavering faith. Dear listener, my soul has been stirred by the Almighty, and I implore your help. I ask for you to share with me your personal accounts of how God has spoken to you, how your prayers were answered, and how spiritual guidance was given, and how your heart was moved to walk with him in a profound way. Leave out no detail. We love the spiritual woo-woo around here, and we are eager to hear the fullness of your tale. Please send your stories to Kristen at kristenwombeck.com. I know you have supernatural stories of experiencing that inexplicable such as the presence of angels or prophetic dreams, trans relocation, miracles. These experiences are not uncommon and they can profoundly touch the soul, offering comfort and a renewed sense of purpose and meaning. We all have moments when we have felt 
distant from God. But rest assured, God's address has never changed and his love is boundless. Often, we only need a shift in the mindset to be enveloped by his infinite goodness. Please share your stories with me at Kristen at KristenWombag.com. I eagerly anticipate the wonders you have to share. Our first familiar story is shared by our friend Mary of Mary and Martha. From Luke 10.39, Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine her sitting at the Lord's feet? Can you imagine who else would be in the room? Let's take a moment to appreciate Mary's bold move. She plonks herself down at the Lord's feet and listens to what he's saying. Now, this might seem just like another pose, but wait! In the Jewish tradition, sitting at the feet was a disciple's position. That's what they were allowed to do. And think of it as a VIP pass to learn from the master. And guess what? Mary was doing just that. She was soaking in every word from her rabbi, Jesus. Now hold on to your hats because this is where it gets juicy. In a world where women were often sidelined, Mary was a disciple. Yes, you heard it right. A woman. This was not just a big deal, but a scandalous and profound moment when Jesus accepted Mary as a legitimate disciple. It's no wonder women still find this story so inspiring. Mary's story. She's a friend of ours, right? Let me ask you a question. I love questions. (laughs) During Jesus' ministry, he obviously entertained conversations with many different people on his journey. Mm -hmm. Descriptions are a written and recorded conversation for us. When Jesus ascended into heaven... Acts 1, 6 through 11, did he stop talking to people in whom he had relationship with? (laughs) Okay. Then how does he communicate with you and I? Last week's episode, number 140, I Will... Habits that ignite determination has a wonderful activation that will assist you in hearing from God. It's simple, it's easy, it's inspired by Holy Spirit, it's so wonderful. That is why you and I are here today, amen, to continue to grow in our relationship with God. Just a reminder 
This is an engaging workshop discussion on change, purpose, and redefining what we say yes to. If you're like me, I love it when people challenge me. Mm -hmm, I absolutely love it when they challenge me, encourage me, and they also affirm me when I have followed through with said prompting. I did my own activation from last week's episode, and I have been totally mesmerized by the 10 words God said to me about me all week long. I have been unpacking them with the Lord, and he has brought me to those aha tears mm, so many times. You need to go have a listen. I love this quote from John Maxwell. Diligently follow up and follow through will set you apart from the crowd and communicate excellence. Let's toot our horn together. We follow through. Yes, yes, and amen. <laughs> okay. Debunking lies. As humans, we tend to create beliefs and stories in our minds to make sense of the world around us. Keep in mind that many times we adopt the belief systems and faith of our fathers until the day we challenge them and put some pressure on the truth or validity or not. When it comes to our beliefs about God, it's important to separate fact from fiction. And it's mandatory in my book of life that we need to invite Jesus to talk to us as truth himself. What would happen if you and I never challenged our belief system? Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. Wouldn't you agree how sad it would be to miss out on the conversations of unsearchable things? Mm -mm -mm. Here are some common lies you or I at different moments in our life, may have believed about God and the truth that debunks them. Number one, God is punishing us, that he's a punishing God. The truth, the idea of punishment may be part of some religious traditions. It's not accurate to say that God is a punishing God. In fact, God's nature is loving and compassionate, offering grace and forgiveness to all who seek it. Mm -hmm. Lie number two. God only cares about us if we follow certain rules. <laughs> Raise your hand if, if that's something you had to challenge in your own belief system. Mm -hmm. 
The truth is, God loves us unconditionally. It's not conditional on our behaviors. While certain religious traditions may have specific rules and customs, God's love is available to all. That's A-L-L, regardless of their actions. Mm -hmm. And that's at all times, regardless of actions. Mm -hmm. Lie number three. God is distant and uninvolved in our lives. Truth. Many people feel that God is distant and uninvolved in their lives. But this couldn't be further from the truth. God is present in all and every aspect of our life. He offers guidance, comfort, support, healing, truth when we need it the most. Lie number four. God only favors one religion or one group of people. Mm-hmm. The truth. God's love is universal and inclusive. No group or religion has a monopoly on God's love and grace. God welcomes all people, every people, into his loving embrace, regardless of their background or belief, regardless if they even choose to believe. Debunking these simple and common lies, it will open the door to develop a more accurate and personal understanding of God. Rather than being motivated by fear and guilt or shame, you and I can and should be inspired by God's love and compassion. I have a question about hearing from God that will lead us into our next story. (laughs) Is no answer or not receiving an answer God's answer? Let me say that again. Is no answer or not receiving an answer God's answer. This leads us directly into what prompted this particular episode. It totally changed up what I was going to share. My heart was oh, very, it was pricked. Um, yes, God, we have to talk about that. And isn't that just like our Heavenly Father, to bring to the forefront the simplest ways of transformation. How important it is to hear from God. I was having a conversation with one of my siblings about the care of our very senior parent. (laughs) It is a challenging season to help them maintain independence and continue to give them the increasing care that they need. Mm -hmm. While discussing what was working and what wasn't working with our parent, my brother dropped an off-the-cuff response when I mentioned some of my quotes today in the life of 
prayer tactics in regards to the freezing and treacherous weather storms in the Pacific Northwest. That was going on. Mm -hmm. In jest, he said to me, if you can do that, parentheses, meaning change the weather, maybe you can send me a nice lady to end my loneliness. Please see episode number 137, Mystical Tales at Christmas, Storehouses of Weather, Creation Realities. If you want to challenge your belief system about our sonship and changing the weather. Jesus inside of you and me is always ready to speak peace to the wind and waves. Amen. So my brother's jest, send me a nice lady to end my loneliness. It's understandable when many of us have had issues with broken relationships and we continue to desire to have that closeness, that successful, fulfilling relationship. I absolutely agree. The desire is there. So what was the lie behind the jest? That so much time has passed without fulfillment? What do you suppose was his assumption? What is the belief system here? That no answer is the answer. No answer isn't an answer. Ah, This is right where it got me. It just tugged at my heart and said, no answer isn't an answer. How important it is for you and I to hear from God. Know his heart for us. Know his thoughts about us. No answer is not an an answer. Let's go right back to the beginning, shall we? In Genesis 1, 24 through 31, New Living Bible, then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock and small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, hmm, let us make human beings in our own image to be like us, to be like the Trinity, to be like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They will reign over the earth. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth. And the little small ones that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. 
Then what did he do? Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, all he created. He looked over it all and he said that it was very good it it was very good and evening passed and morning came marking the sixth day hmm. god looked over all he had made and he saw that it was good it was very good Who we are, the relationships, relationships, family and friends, the things that God desires for us, they're good. They're not only good, they're very good. (laughs) What would have happened in the relationship between Mary, Martha, and Jesus if any of them stopped spending time with one another. If Mary had detained herself or become distracted and stopped sitting at the Lord's feet, distance doesn't make the heart grow stronger or fonder. Absence, oh, it just makes room for belief systems to be challenged or disappointed, and then hope is lost. We forget who God is and how much he loves us. (laughs) Our final story or thought sequence, it comes from God. (laughs) The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Proverbs 20 27. The thoughts and the feelings in the mind and spirit of one who surrendered to God should be treated as if God were walking through one's personality with a candle, directing one's attention to things one after another. Dallas Willard. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants you and I to do today. Allow God to walk through our personality or belief system, allowing the candle of the Lord to shine truth from every side. And it is our good pleasure to walk around his flame. In the process of pondering this subject matter for today's broadcast, God gave me A dream. And I want us to ponder it like 
God ponders as the candle of the Lord showing the flame. We're going to think about it and chew on it. Okay? My dream. I was employed by a shipping company. Here was my assignment. A customer brought in a large stack of items. He wanted us, the shipping company, to label, box, and send the items. As an employee, that was my job, to label, box, and send out the customer's request. My senses in the dream, I felt like it was divorce items, and it was a huge project. End of dream. When I was journaling the dream, I said to God, hmm, that's an interesting story. Two ways we chewed over it together. Number one, from the viewer's perspective, in the dream, business or employment, I felt like were actions or behaviors the employment, and it identified goals and tasks and who was doing the work. The second perspective was from the individual who hired the company to make a record of sending things from their life they wanted to be divorced from. Mm -hmm. Let me go over that again. Our first perspective, the viewer's perspective, In the dream, business or employment, actions or behaviors that identify a goal, a task, and who is doing the work. Our second perspective from the individual who hired the company, it was to make a record of sending things from their life they wanted to be divorced from. A little dream language 101, okay? A. Write them down. This is the most profound tool the Lord has given to anyone, to write it down. Personally, journaling as a tool has developed for me over the years. From writing it down, I went from paper to digital, and the different nuances of my relationship with the Lord. Learning turned into teaching, teaching turned into developing, and developing grew writing and communication, and developing also turned into a monetary resource. Wow. So what is our motivation? Honor. Treasuring his living words will significantly cause multiplication. Mm -hmm. Treasuring his living words, his experiential words, even right down to a simple dream, causes multiplication. B. Feelings and emotions in the dream are very important to note. Many times, Holy Spirit will bring to light something that he wants to comfort us over. C. What was on your mind when you went to sleep? 
parentheses, TV, music, social media, relationship issues, those things may cloud the waters. D, the law of first mention is still a wonderful rule to note the first time the Lord used the word or subject matter in written text. E, the Lord uses two libraries of thought, his and yours. People, places, and things are not necessarily about the people, places, and things in the dreams. If it's his library, God's library, it's his responsibility to show you the book or the thought and explain. If it's your library of thought, the memory or feeling is significant to ask him what he is highlighting. Mm -hmm. F. Principle and purpose. Your personal transformation is his delight and focus. G. Dreams are many times confirmed before affirmed. I have been writing down my husband's dreams almost as long as logging my own. H. Sometimes it is just for enjoyment. Yep, sometimes a dream is just for us to enjoy like going on a spiritual vacation. <laughs> I. Many times it is only for your ears. Mm -hmm. Many times. And J. All discernment is in conversation with him, with the Lord. All of it. Mm -hmm. It's personal. It's relational. The most important sense in the dream was the divorce items. And in this case, it's not literal, but figurative. That is where I spent a little focus. Mm -hmm. So remember our subject matter today, hearing from God. He wants us to hear from him, to hear him. So what about divorce items and how we respond to them would get in the way of better communication. Hmm. Interesting. Issues of the word divorce that were highlighted to me. When something comes to the forefront, I don't just take my own experience over it because it is <laughs> mildly limited. I Google it and look it up and look it up in Scripture. Obviously, the word divorce is a legal dissolution of marriage. Mm -hmm. Obvious. It's a separation between things typically connected. It also means to forcefully separate or break apart, to separate or isolate, to cut oneself off from a relationship or group of people, to annul or cancel an agreement, to reject, banish, or abandon, to abandon or disconnect. See, the divorce items, they really got a lot of light on them. 
and what he was saying. So my final thoughts, and I'm sure you have other points that I missed. God's two cents. We cannot hire or be employed to separate from us what separates us. We cannot hire or be employed to separate from us what separates us. Another way to say it. Jesus has already labeled, packaged, and shipped those divorce items in our life. No employment or hire can separate us from the love of God. Be connected. Be connected. It's finished. They're separated. They're not a part of our relationship with him. Hearing from God, we must practice the skill of listening and value and spend time. I ask myself, do my choices or daily schedules, my priorities, do they connect me with him? Do they change me and change us? And do they wait a conversation? Am I waited from my belief system or the desires of his managing our choices and daily schedules and leaning into priorities that connect us and change us? What weights the conversation, our belief system or the desires of his and your heart? No answer isn't an answer. A note on spending time. Living life with him is spending time. Writing these thoughts out, sharing a podcast, listening to a podcast that has the focus to know him is spending time with him. We do not want to usurp the law of liberty and freedom, to know that he's in us and with us and going with us everywhere and apart. We just want to tune in and constantly develop an awareness of that life living every moment. I suggest our original prayer has accomplished its purpose. When we prayed together, and that's now. Father God, thank you for this treasured moment in time. Holy Spirit, we gave you permission to inspire us. And Jesus, we asked you to open the door of yourself today in an easy and unmistakable way. Father, I thank you that you have looked forward to spending this time right now in this moment with each one of us today. A bazillion times over, you have looked forward to this. And it's more than we can understand or grasp. Self and overthinking it, you were parked. I am connected. 
and all grace abounds in my favor, and it's God's pleasant responsibility to make hearing him unmistakably easy. Mm -hmm. Self and my spirit, I give you permission to walk and listen and experience your true personhood on the other side of my resurrection in him. Join me in saying again his wonderful name in Jesus' name, right? Let the heavens agreement multiply our hearing God. Oh, yay, yay, yay. A few things to add. Remember to send me your inspiring encounters and stories of how God spoke to you. We can change and encourage the world. Email me at kristen at kristenwombeck.com. The second thing, make sure you follow the podcast or better yet, jump on my email list over on the show notes because we're going to piggyback on this Hearing from God episode next week and continue to talk about developing your inner ear. Oh, it's going to be so good. An introduction to wisdom, rewards of wisdom, wisdom's guidance, wisdom's correction, wisdom's blueprints, wisdom our hiding place, wisdom in relationships. Psalms 24.1 says, but to everyone who realizes their association in him, convinced that he is their original life, in them he confirms that we are his offspring. These are they, you and I, who discover their original genesis in God beyond their natural conception. Man began in God. We are not the invention of our parents. Suddenly, the invisible eternal word takes on visible form. Suddenly, the invisible eternal word, the living word, the spoken word, the communication from on high from the Lord himself takes on visible form. The incarnation in him, in us. The most accurate, tangible display of God's eternal thought finds expression in you, in human life. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became a human being and we are his address. He resides in us, the nearby. Mm -hmm. You don't want to miss it. Oh, I love this. I love hanging out with you. Thank you so much. I'll save you a seat for next week. Bye now.